If so many of our narratives are based on this simple structure, how come they're not the same? Hi friends, I want to welcome you to Writing in the Dark, a series of cozy conversations about the craft of writing and the joys of living a creative life with me, Julia F. Green, and my friend Ralph Walker. Ralph is a novelist, screenwriter, architect, and community organizer of the 5AM Writers Club on Twitter. I write novels and essays and teach creative writing to the community in Chapel Hill, North Carolina and online. In this episode, we'll be talking about characters, those in our novel, in our lives, and all the people who make writing great. So top off your beverage of choice, grab a comfy seat, and settle in for a great conversation. Hi, Ralph. Hi, Julia. We have a lot of exciting material to talk about today, so let's just jump right in. We work with a lot of writers in a lot of different genres, yep. and although we're deeply aware that each genre has its conventions and its styles and its preferences, at the end of the day, story is about people. It's about characters, not always people. <laughs> right. That, And I was just thinking about, you know, I read A Long Way to a Small Angry Planet by Becky Chambers, which has many, many characters who are not only not human, but do not resemble in any way. And we've, we have lots of examples in science fiction of characters who are non-human. And those characters have deep emotional lives. They have authentic ways that they move through whatever their specific challenges they face are. And this is why I love working with people across genres. And, and in memoir, it's all it's all characters. Yeah. It's all the things that people deeply want and need and how they go after them and what worse problem occurs from their seeking and, and kind of how we get to the other side. I think when you work in not only in genre, but also in form, right? I think one of the things that you and I both have had experience in is, you know, I work in short story, novel, and um, screenplay. You know, you work in essay and novel and memoir. And I think in each of those forms, understanding that there are conventions in terms of how the story is going to be told, and there are expectations about, you know, pacing and style and things like that, that's all reasonable and important. But at at the end of the day, it is very much about what what is the core of the story? What is the core? And when it comes down to it, the core of it is about character and it's about relationship. And understanding that plot is driven by relationship as opposed to character being driven by plot is one of those things that is not obvious at starting out. Certainly wasn't obvious for me starting out as a writer, um, but becomes more and more obvious the more the harder I work at trying to do trying to create authentic storytelling not only in my own work but helping other people to try and find it through theirs and it's easy to say you know one of the things I I love heists for instance like I'm I'm a big who doesn't yeah I'm a big giant fan of heists I could geek out about heists for for days um, but one of the things that's always interesting to me about writing a great heist is if you're writing a, a really great heist, it's there is a story of this puzzle that you're going to solve over the course of the story and you have a device that you're working within. But the only way that device makes any sense is if you have a character who actually has the skills to accomplish it. And 
and having the skills to accomplish it means that they have had other experiences in their lives and other relationships. And why are they doing this heist to begin with? And all of the ins and outs of what is it about this character in this moment, in this time, doing this thing, right? Everybody goes, oh, great. It's a heist. Fantastic. Wonderful. But it's not a heist if it's not for the character. It won't, they won't pull it off if not for the character. And that's, that's to me, that's the part of the, the storytelling process, be it in genre or not, that is so fun. I mean, and, and so authentic, right? You're looking at different heist stories. They're all the same plot device. Mm -hmm. They all use the same tools. Sure. But those stories are so different from one to the next to the next. And that's all because of character. And it's all because of where you start with the character and where you take the character. And and that's that's so much fun. You have a screenplay background. I yep. do not. I write long-form novels. I write flash fiction and essays of varying lengths. And and yet, I am a huge fan of the three-act structure, uh -huh. which is so classic. It's burned into our brains. Yep. And, you know, when I came across it many years ago, I knew it right you look at it and you think oh yes i'm quite familiar with this yeah it is etched into so many movies and narratives that we consume all the time from from when even before we have language and to see it named and organized on the page was really transformative for me and immediately drove home this point that you just made, which is if so many of our narratives are based on this simple structure, how come they're not the same? Right. Well, because of the characters who are wildly different. It's really astounding when we stop and think about the variety of characters that we've encountered yeah. in our lives as, as creative consumers. And it's just tantalizing. And I will say something that might make some people put an asterisk next to my name, which is I have a lot of imaginary friends as a fiction writer, and they're all real to me. And so are your imaginary friends and the imaginary friends of my students and the people in my students' memoirs and essays who I've never met, but have met on the page. Right. All those stories have characters who are just vivid and real to me. I spend a lot of time when I'm writing really looking at my characters and saying, who in my life is this most similar to? Not because I want to take the people in my life and put them on the page, although sometimes that's fun, mm -hmm. but because frankly, it's about relationships. I can relate to those people I know, and I can understand the empathy that I can bring to and authenticity I can bring to the page is in understanding those relationships and understanding that if I put this person and this person in a room together and I lock the door, this is the type of interaction I can expect. Mm -hmm. And so much of writing great characters is literally about taking two characters who have very different points of view and putting them into a moment where they can't escape, where they must interact. Yeah. And the only way for them to go forward is through relationship and interaction. And knowing that and understanding that, and then looking around both with your imaginary characters and the people that you meet on the street and the people that you know intimately and seeing all of those and observing all of those things is what I think 
great writers bring to the page is that observation, that empathy, and then ultimately that authenticity of, okay, I have person A and I have person B, or I have unicorn A and alien B, and I just mm -hmm. put them in a space capsule together and shot them off towards Jupiter. Are they going to get there? I don't know yet, but, but they're going to, they're going to have a hell of a trip on their way. I love that. You you don't know what's going to happen on the journey, but we're all at the edge of our seats kind of waiting to see how it unfolds. And I think of, I, I love inviting my students to lock characters in a room and see what is going to happen. Similarly, I think when you get a group of creative people together and hear their ideas and hear their stories and share your ideas and your stories, it is the same prospect that we don't know exactly what is going to happen, but it is going to be riveting mm -hmm. and an excellent story. And there is really nothing like, I think, getting people in a room together who have that creative drive and energy because it's anybody's guess what sort of miracles are going to occur in that setting. Amen. I find so much joy out of working with people creatively, you know, to be able to help someone see the sunrise, getting somebody to that epiphany moment of like, oh, that's what I was trying to do and helping them get over that edge. Like that's, it's such a gorgeous moment to be able to spend time with somebody and have them walk away from a conversation or an exercise or something that we're doing together and going, that really changed things for me. And that really helped me. You said the J word, joy. That is my mantra. Yep. Writing is joy. Yep. And I love it when that word comes out of other people's mouths, which happens once you listen for the word. It's like buying a new car. Mm -hmm. When you buy a certain kind of car, suddenly you see that everyone's driving that car. When you hear somebody say the word joy, yep. suddenly it's everywhere. Everybody is looking for it, wanting it, and actually creating it. Um, there's so much joy, I think, in the creative process. For all the darkness that exists and the challenges, there is so much joy, I find, in just being with our imaginations. And as you say, being in connection with other writers and yep. It's such an invitation. I think as an instructor, I feel very honored to be invited into other people's creative worlds. So when someone says to me, hey, can you help me with my book? That is, to me, that is a privilege. And I yeah. get to go on a journey, a literal journey to another world that is not my own. I was in workshop last night with a woman who is working on an essay and she had kind of brought what she termed her final draft to the table. And she called it a final, not because she thought it was done, but because she had done everything that she could think to do to it. Yeah. We talked about it for 45 minutes and watching her face light up and her pen rush across the page and her statement at the end of the discussion saying, I have so many ideas about how I can deepen this and make it better. As you say, it's a gorgeous moment. It's um, inspiring it's gratifying to be able to be in that process and help someone arrive at that moment. And it is just a blast of energy that we bring back to our own work because we totally. know that it's possible. 
we know that it's this creative miracle that happens over and over and we were a part of that and we know when we need it somebody will come along and help us with that which is in fact how you and i came into connection um through the ucij workshop but then through this continued friendship of gee you're in this darkness i'm in that darkness let's keep <laughs> let's keep going let's keep figuring out right. you know like who's got a flashlight you and I are both really working on some challenging projects. For you, both as a writer and as an instructor, I'm sure you have similar but different tools that maybe you rely on. Yeah. During my first book, I remember distinctly there were a couple of not not whole characters, but moments of various characters that I was having trouble getting into. I wrote the book in first person yep. and there the primary character who was not the narrator, I wrote some journal entries for that person, kind of pretending to be that person, imagining being that person writing in their journal or their notebook, or perhaps imagining them speaking to a confidant to really get deeper into you know, from a, honestly, from a craft perspective, we would say to get deeper into the point of view, but really it's deeper into that authenticity. What is the authentic emotional experience of that character? How are they going to react and interact in any given situation? And by and large, you know, we as writers, I would say we can envision on our own anywhere from 70 to 80% of what we need to envision. And then we bring in our support team. Yep which takes many, many forms. And even in the book that I'm still in the midst of drafting, I've, I've brought in a couple of people who I deeply trust, that always helps, and who've been able to provide thoughts on, you know, this character in this scene and just little beats and moments of like, hmm, they did X, but I'm really thinking they might do Y or they might have even thought something that you haven't named on the page and it might be worth kind of exploring that and as you know from your experience somebody can give you a couple of sentences or an idea and it's just like boom everything feels shifted in a way that is exciting it's a it's the sun coming up over the horizon and you think like of course that's what I need to do or I overlooked that bit or this person's helping helping me deepen that bit and now we're kind of back on our trajectory engines you know firing full bore heading heading forward again which is really exciting so i'm i'm always using the input of trusted friends and good readers to help me get to that authenticity using those extra writing exercises to really imagine the point of view and and the experiences of others and i rely a lot also on <laughs> what I think of as uh, the player's box. So a few people know that I'm charmingly obsessed with professional tennis. And if you've ever watched professional tennis, you know that very, very high ranked players, although all players, you know, their people are in the audience. And Serena Williams had a box and her mom was in it and Venus was in it yeah. and her husband was in it and her coaches and trainers were in it. And all those people were supporting her in very specific roles. You know, her coach is going to say, you know, you hit a slice when you should have hit a volley. Yeah. And her mom is going to say, you're great, Serena. I love you. <laughs> and, you know, we, for me as a writer, I need, 
I need critical input. I need cheerleading. I need people that I can, you know, cry into a martini with yeah. when the rejections come in. Like there's yes. a whole array of, of types of community of, of individual support that I think um, I need as a writer. And, and in terms of the work that I do in the classroom, gosh, it takes a village to write a book. Yeah. And I, I became a writer because I like to spend time alone with my imagination full stop. That's why I write. And that's not enough to create something that is going to deeply connect with somebody else. And that's okay. Uh, we weren't put on this planet to uh, build yurts and live in them alone for our entire lives. We right. were put on this planet to connect. Um, and that's just an essential part of, of the writing process for me. There are times in the writing process where you're writing the what I'll call the ugly parts of the storytelling, right? And there are times where we have to dig into, you know, you've taken your character and you're truly torturing them and you're putting them in some very dark places. Um, and in the explorations that we both have talked about of putting yourself in the role of the character, it puts us into emotionally challenging places. And sometimes I know for myself anyway, it, it puts me into that place of looking at kind of the uglier parts of my own personality or my own emotional experience or my mm -hmm. own life. And that's a hard place to sit. And it's a, it's a hard place to sit out in that darkness. Yeah. And I, I think without having a community that you can go back to and say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to face something that has been particularly hard for me in my life, but I'm doing it in the name of art and I'm doing it in the name of authenticity um, without having those people in your player's box, as you so eloquently described, it can get real easy to, to just get lost there. And you do need that person who's going to, you know, yell from the sidelines and say, Hey, remember, it's still fun. You're still supposed to be having fun out there. <laughs> yeah. And then you're going to have that other person who goes, okay, work a little harder. Right. <laughs> and both yep. of those people count and they, they yeah. mean a lot. So much fun to talk to you. Always. Till next time. I just want to say, don't forget to make it worse. <laughs> and to find joy in your writing. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed listening and that you'll join us for our next conversation. We would love to hear from you. If you enjoyed this chat, let us know. You can find us on Twitter at RW underscore Igloo and at Julia F. Green. There we talk about the writing life and also announce upcoming workshops and classes. This October, we're hosting a live writing retreat titled Journey to Jupiter. We'll be helping writers take their books to the next level. You can learn more about it at juliafgreen.com slash Jupiter. I hope you'll grab a virtual donut or muffin on your way out, and please take a moment to celebrate your own creative successes. Until next time, keep writing in the dark. We'll see you there.